podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool on a Friday. And folks, the AXA training centre is open and that means there are tears flowing through the streets of North London. Arsenal fans are in absolute meltdown once again. Grown men on Twitter having meltdowns, bringing shame on their families because they feel like a fix has taken place. They feel like they've been swindled of their opportunity to play Liverpool's under-14s, which it just brings great joy to me. And I hope that that's true. Maybe we only have one COVID case on top of the three that we had for Chelsea. I hope that's all it is because it's beautiful to see them cry. Never mind them, though. News regarding a former Red. Felipe Coutinho is back in English football, and he has signed a loan contract with Aston Villa. Coutinho joins Villa until the end of the season. Villa do have a option to buy for around £33 million. They'll pay about 40% of his salary. So Barca now going to pay him a couple of hundred grand a week to play for somebody else. It's a magnificent thing. You have to admire the fact that Barca paid 142 million to bring him to the club from Liverpool. And the most notable thing he has done in that time is score two goals against Barcelona while on loan at Bayern Munich. Uh, but I wish him all the best at, at Villa. I really do. I hope he smashes it. Whatever he has left, I hope he can summon and show the world how good he is. He's still only 29 years of age. Phil Coutinho is still only 29. He doesn't turn 30 until the summer. So I hope there's something left and he can show it for Villa. I find it fantastic that Villa sold Jack Grealish probably the most overrated player in England, for £100 million in the summer. He now occupies the bench at Man City, and his idol has been signed on loan to replace him. It's tremendous stuff. I think he'll do well if he can stay fit and Gerard can get his confidence back to where it once was. A front three of Leon Bailey Ollie Watkins and Phil Coutinho could be a lot of fun. And if you've got Bertrand Traore, Danny Ings and Emi Buendia off the bench, that's something that could work. They could also have Buendia on the right, Watkins on the left and Coutinho, sorry, Watkins through the middle and Coutinho on the left. Now that would put a, a lot of goal scoring burden on Ollie Watkins because Buendia is not a big goal scorer. Phil was a decent goal scorer for us, um, you know, 12, 14 and 12 in his last two and a half seasons. He was on course for a career best the year he left. In fact, he did score 22 goals in all competitions that season when you factor in the half season he spent at, Bar- at Barcelona. He got 11 for Barca the next year and 11 for Bayern when he was on loan there. So, like he can be a double figures goal scorer. He did it five years in a row. It's just a matter of confidence with him. There's no way he's become a terrible player. 
we know that he's not a terrible player. We know that he's a highly gifted individual. He's had some bad career advice, but I'm hopeful that he'll rediscover some of the magic and do well at Villa, do well for Gerrard. Um, I'm glad that the rumours of him coming back to Liverpool can now stop. We don't need to consider that anymore. I don't think most of us did, given how he left. But obviously, any time a great player leaves your club, they will be linked back to you forever. You know, Raheem Sterling has been linked back to Liverpool. There's not a hope he'd want to come back, given how he was treated the first time. A lot of fans wouldn't want him back because they bought into the narrative built by Brendan Rodgers and Ian Eyre around his, and the Liverpool Echo, I should say, around his departure. Torres was linked with moves back. Suarez has been linked with a move back. Michael Owen was linked with a move back before he joined Stoke. These things happen. But I hope he does well. I really do. It, it would be great fun to see Phil Coutinho doing well. In other transfer news, uh, the anonymous £7 million, or the unknown £7 million bid that Liverpool rejected for Nat Phillips came from Watford, it would seem. Watford are the team most interested in Phillips and it is them, allegedly, who have put the £7 million bid in. Whether they'll return with a bigger bid remains to be seen. They are about to sign Samir from Udinese, who's a quality defender. They're making some good moves this summer, or this, this window. Um, players that should stick with them in the summer, even if they go down. Nat would fit into that. Nat's not a player who's going to push to leave if they get relegated. Championship would be a good level for him. So he would suit that, go down, keep what we can, come back up. They'll lose Emmanuel Dennis. They'll lose Ishmael Assar. They might lose Joe Pedro, but everybody else should be good to stay. And they should be able to carry the wages. David Ornstein has written a few bits today on the club. And a couple of things of real interest. Uh, first of all, he says they're not expected to do anything this window, which is, you know, quite typical. Uh, but he says two players that they do hold strong interest in. Arnaud Danjuma of Villarreal, formerly of Bournemouth, having himself an excellent season. He has seven, sorry, seven goals for Villarreal in 15 games. He had a really hot start to the season. It has tailed off a bit. Um, 17 and 37 for Bournemouth last year in the Championship, but was poor the year before in the Premier League. I am unconvinced by him. His buyout is 75 million. And Villarreal, while they might not demand that, they'll be looking for 55, 60. He's not that level of player. 25, 30, you'd be happy enough with. But I think they paid in and around that kind of fee. Anyway, they paid 21 million for him. I wouldn't be willing to go more than 30 million for him. I think Luis Diaz is a better player. I think Luis Diaz has a higher upside and is a player that would interest me far more than Dan Juma. He also mentions Aurelien Chouameni a player we discussed on the transfer committee pod recently, a defensive-minded midfielder 
can play the six, can also play as an eight, and could be the Ginny Wijnaldum replacement that we need, that we didn't get, a midfield three of Thiago, Fabinho and Chiumeni would be absolutely outstanding. You'd have incredibly athletic player with Chiumeni, great ball winner, great passer of the ball, good positional sense, still only 21, huge, huge upside, levels and levels to go with Fabinho and Thiago, who, as we know, are two of the best in the world at what they do. It would mean Thiago likely moving back to the right-hand side, but he was brilliant there last season alongside Fabinho and Ginny. I think that midfield gives us more solidity, enables Trent to do a bit more from right-back, enables Robbo to do a bit more from left-back than we've seen him able to do this year. Also gives the, the front three more of a platform to play off and we get back to the position that we were previously in where Matip and Virgil stay, Fabinho and Chuameni was Ginny stay, and everybody else can press, everybody else can attack. I think we become more of a fearsome team, even though you would say putting Chuameni in for Henderson is a defensive-minded move. It's also an attack-minded move because Thiago's a lot better than Henderson in the attacking areas. So Chuameni's one to keep an eye on. If Ornstein is saying it, it could well be something that we're planning to do for the summer. You'll remember he had the Konate news first. And by the time he had that news, we were very close to agreeing a deal. So it may well be that we're putting something in place to bring him to the club for this summer. I think it would be one of the best deals anybody could make this summer. There's a real possibility that Monaco would like Naby Keita. They have been linked with him in the past. And if even, even if it's a case that Naby goes there on loan with an option to buy, now we'd have to extend Naby's contract before doing that. But if that can give us the upper hand over clubs like Chelsea, Manchester United and Juventus, who've all been linked with him, I'd be very, very pleased. I'd be very, very pleased. I think there's a lot more to come from his game, as I've said, and I think he could become more of an attacking presence as well if given the freedom to go box-to-box box a bit more. Cesc Fabregas absolutely glows about this kid, and he's seen a good midfielder or two in his time. That's one we could really get excited about if he lands. That's the type of big-time signing, top-end talent that will see us sustain a very high level for a long time. Him and Kanate with Trent and Harvey and potentially Kate Gordon and others. That's something that we could look forward to for the long term. And he can help us now. Uh, Loris Karius still without a move. It appears that Liverpool are refusing to pay any compensation to Karius to allow him to leave early. He's contracted Contracted till the summer, believed to be on about 40 grand a week. So it's about 2 million a year. If he was to leave early, in theory, he'd be worth one, he'd be due 1 million if he hasn't asked for the transfer. 
or you know if the, any club that takes him on is is having to give him much lower wages. It looks like he'll just end up staying until the summer. It, it, it just looks like that will be the case. I, I'm not against it. I think he can be valuable as a training goalkeeper. I don't mind him as the third choice um, behind Kelleher. Although Pitaluga is making a strong case that it should be him. He's definitely a better keeper than, than Adrian. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see what takes place there. Jurgen Klopp says he's got no idea who's going to play against Shrewsbury and that the COVID outbreak is worse than reported. So the number going around was that 14 Liverpool players had COVID. Uh, It's obviously going to be more than that anyway, because that doesn't include any of the academy players. That's just first team and under 23 players and not coaches either. So all of those would be on top of that. The FA Cup has different rules to the EFL Cup, and means a, a field must a team must play must field a side even if they have to play three fourteen year olds. Um, it's yeah they, they the FA Cup they don't care just put a team out and and have at it. The EFL Cup does seem to have a. I don't know, a bit more credibility about themselves, about the way they've handled COVID. I think that's fair to say, isn't it? The EFL have, have handled their situation better than the FA have. Should be interesting to see what, what Team Liverpool do put out against Shrewsbury. It really should be interesting. Uh, Peter Growitz, the assistant manager, he is ex- expected to take pre-match duties anyway. It's unknown if Klopp will be back for Shrewsbury. Uh, none of us, I don't think, have ever seen, have ever heard Growitz speak. Um, I don't know that he does speak. I'm not sure he doesn't just stare until people bend to his will. But uh, he's been around Klopp a long time. Klopp values him very, very highly. So you'd imagine he's very good at what he does. So there's some confusion over Divock Origi's contract situation. And he's out, technically out of contract this summer. Newcastle obviously have been linked with a move for him now and some are saying oh Liverpool will sell him because he's out of contract they don't want to lose him for free now there's an option to extend his contract where if he hits a certain number of Premier League starts it automatically gets extended normally with those type of extensions the club also have the option to extend. So it may well be that Liverpool can automatically extend that deal through till next summer, 2023. 
regardless of him hitting the performance indicators or the performance triggers. Uh, but nobody seems to know. What's been reported is just, yeah, there's a performance clause. It hasn't been reported whether or not the club can automatically trigger that. So we'll, we'd have to wait and see what the truth is there. But it does look like Divock could leave this month. Nat Phillips does look like he will leave this this month. And Nico Williams also looks like he could leave. He allegedly has also asked to leave along with Nat. If Liverpool are letting three players go, go, somebody has to come in. You cannot lose three and not bring in anybody. That would be completely unacceptable. Uh, moving on to Liverpool.com. Luis Suarez's Liverpool wish can finally be fulfilled as Philippe Coutinho transfer is confirmed. Coutinho has completed a loan move to Aston Villa, giving an opportunity to Steven Gerrard to fulfil a promise he made to Suarez while at Liverpool. What was the promise? At the end of the season, as the focal point of that attack, Suarez was getting ready to leave. He made one final request to the then Liverpool captain. Look after him. He's a good kid, Suarez allegedly told Gerrard. As per the midfielder's autobiography, that told me how much Suarez rated Coutinho as a player. By all accounts, Suarez was a big part of pushing Barca to buy Suarez. I knew they were close because all the South Americans and Spaniards love Luis, but it struck a chord with me when Luis singled out Felipe, Felipe as our most special young ta uh, talent and echoed my view. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it gives it gives Gerard the chance to look after him now because he has had a tough enough time. Now, I know some people won't feel any sympathy, but he has had a tough enough time since going to Barca. Uh, Liverpool push 37.5 million bid to fulfil Jurgen Klopp wish as 222 gold forward pushes for transfer. This is the media digest. Uh, Nat Phillips drawing interest. Liverpool best positioned for Braga captain. Ricardo Horta of Braga been lined up by Liverpool. Allegedly, I have my doubts that we would be interested in Ricardo Horta. He's a decent player. He's certainly not of the level for Liverpool. He's also 27, which is above what we would normally buy. His domestic goal return is not great, but overall he does put up decent numbers. But no, I, I don't think so. I think if we were looking to sign somebody with Braga links, it's probably going to be Pedro Neto. Um, Klopp and Lewandowski reunion, very unlikely. Klopp names transfer wish, Arnaud Denjuma. We're definitely not going to be paying the 75 million. Um, and if he doesn't pick back up the, the goal scoring I'm not sure we'd pay anything for him like I said he's having a good season thus far but it has kind of drifted of late um, transfer algorithm computes three perfect Liverpool signings and Barcelona, Barcelona swap may suit FSG ok macro football an, organi an organisation with, an, with a stated aim of bringing football statistics to the public. I think Statsbomb and Football Reference and a few others already do this. 
They've published a transfer algorithm designed to calculate the best possible replacements for any given players. So a number of organizations have this. So Nico Gonzalez, so this was players to replace Naby Keita is what, what they looked for. Nico Gonzalez of Barca, um, very talented, not on the level of Pedri and Gavi, but very, very talented. Manuel Lanzini, who's nothing really like, nothing really like. Nabi Keita and Zambo Angisa, who is similar to Nabi in certain ways, very, very different to Lanzini. Zambo's probably the most interesting of the three. Nico's the most talented long term, but I, I just don't see him leaving Barca. But it's interesting, though. It is an interesting tool. So you can basically look up any player. So let's let's have a bit of fun here while we're doing this. Let's see if we can find Okay, let's see. Liverpool For some reason it's only giving me A to D. So if I wanted Dwight McNeil, no, there's Dusan Vlahovic, right? So that's the player I want. And the players it's telling me to buy Ignatius Ganago, Nikola Kalinic, Musa Dembele. Musa Dembele I do like. Uh, no, I wouldn't be keen on, on most of these. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Actually, give me last season's Calvert-Lewin. Um, this just names players that are good in the air doesn't name anything else about his strong points it's a shame it only seems I mean that's me being thick but it does only seem to go as far as D it doesn't seem to go any further than that which is a shame because I'd like to check some of our other players But yeah, that's at macro-football.shinyapps.io forward slash similarity. If you want to have a look and a play around with that, that's where that is. Um, not sure how accurate it is, but it is there. And if you want to have a look, fire ahead. Uh, two new pieces on anfieldindex.com. Look forward, not back by Stephen Smith. Well worth your while. And Young Maguire is back with another piece entitled Why James Milner Started Against Chelsea. Um, I can only assume that Jurgen Klopp had a concussion. But, yeah, I mean, that's the only real logical explanation for it. Uh, that's me for today, then, folks. I'll see you on Monday. Enjoy the Shrewsbury game. No point in really talking about it because I've no idea what players are going to be available. It would be hilarious if we basically put out a first eleven. Minus the boys at AFCON, but we'll wait and see. Uh, talk to you Monday. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.